Hey y'all. Um, so I got a question the other day um, online. Uh, somebody sent me an email and was asking me. So it came from the the um, Twitter Spaces I did on on contracts, right? And the person said, "Okay, so if the, if I'm not a business person." Uh, do I ever need contracts, right? Because on a day-to-day basis, most Nigerians don't really think that they need contracts. And I, I said to him, the only reason why, and I, my reply to the person was, the only reason why you think you don't need contracts is because we, as human beings, will handle anything that comes anyway, right? So we do not think ahead of the thing happening. Um, and then we do not actually think to ourselves that whatever is happening right now, a contract could have saved me, right? Or if I was clearer on the terms or I had expressed certain uh, conditions, right? That I would not be in this mess today, right? So example, your friend comes to you and says, can I borrow some money from you? Um, you say, yeah, I can lend you some money. You lend them the money. You don't think about, you know, like when are you going to pay me back? It's probably the only question you're going to ask them. And they say, or I'll give back the end of the month. Now, nothing in your mind says he might default. He's my good friend. I mean, so maybe what you'll do as a Nigerian is reduce your exposure and say, instead of give you 50,000 naira, like you're asking, I'm going to give you 10. In your mind, you're already bracing yourself for a default. Now, the person defaults, and then end of the month, you don't have a job anymore. And suddenly that 10,000 makes sense for you to recover. And that's when you then try to deal with it. You can't get the police to arrest him. He gets a lawyer. The police has to release him on, you know, because it's a civil issue. It's not a criminal matter. You can owe someone money. It's a civil issue. And they say, well, then take him to court. Now, you spend more money than the 10,000 naira trying to take him to court. Most times when he gets to the point of uh, after using police to arrest him or take him to Kirikiri or whatever it is, and he gets himself out, the amount of money you've expended alone in trying to get your 10000 be- begins to make less and less sense. And so you let it go. So a lot of Nigerians actually walk away from things that they ideally would not walk away from if they, if they had tied the loose ends. So I say that to say that it's not because the legal issues don't arise in your life on a day-to-day basis. It's because you're unaware that they are even there, right? So when the issues then arise, you just handle them. You're not sitting there thinking, oh my God, if I had done the right thing, if I got a lawyer to write something for me, if I had even thought about the possibility of this thing happening, I would have put some documents in place. And of course, the follow-up question I I, I think he would be asking is, so what kind of, what kind of daily contracts, what kind of daily uh, affairs, right? Like, what do I do on a day-to-day basis that... I should have terms and conditions for. And, and my response to that is very simple. Anything, really. So let's think about it this way. A friend of yours calls you and says, I want to come and live in your house. So let me explain how contracts work. People always think contracts means you're going to sign and I'm going to sign it. Sometimes reduce them to just terms and conditions, right? Conditions, meaning these are the rules. Uh, if I'm going to do this for you or I'm going to give you this, these are my rules or my terms. If you can't live with them, then I have a right to revoke that privilege I've given to you. Sometimes that's enough. Are you following? So it doesn't have to be like a, a contract contract all the time. It can simply be be r- rules for how we live with each other. One of which is a friend calls someone and says, I'd like to come and stay with you for a week. Everyone knows how that's going to end, right? It's going to be there five months after. You're going to find it difficult to send him back. You're going to look like the bad guy if you ask him to leave. You're going to have to lie that your mom is coming to stay. All of that's going to happen. It's, it's like generational. What if, what if at the time when the person comes, you simply document what the arrangement was? You stick on the fridge what we do and what we don't do in this house. Just stick it on the fridge. 
and say oh yeah, yeah yeah oh welcome it's good you're here you know just to avoid us having clashes or you know how we are different personalities you don't know enough about me and how i like my things done these are the kind of things that i would like please do not i do not want them in my space right if you're a religious person please i don't want you playing secular music to my hearing please play it in your room if you have to share utensils and equipment please wash up after yourself how about instead of looking like you're nagging the person because the alternative is if you don't write it down you have to nag the person you feel like a nag because every time you come to the kitchen you're going to call them and say you know but hey dude what's up why is your plate in the sink oh dude why didn't you change over the the generator to the light when the light came on uh hey dude why did you finish all the water i put in the fridge and you didn't put some more in you're going to appear like you're nagging but if you had certain written rules of the house as it were you know what i mean i stuck them on the fridge it's kind of easy for you to point to them and say dude every single time that you need to remember what you need to do and you open the fridge look at the rules right it's very simple it's right there don't do this do that do the other check this check that check the other today's your turn to do this let's have a calendar for doing things all of those things qualify in some way as a contract between both of you and in some way it takes away the hassle of waiting until something happens and then being reactionary to it which is what most nigerians do so beyond the loans and that was just an example in my mind many people and I've done this for many of my clients who are retainer, right? Um, they, you know, like they have investments. Many people do Airbnb, short let apartments. Um, and they didn't even realize that half of the problems they were having with residents and people who came to use the short let apartments would have been solved with a simple set of terms and conditions. Very simple. At the time you're coming to rent the place for short let, even if it's for two days, everywhere in the world, I need your identification. If you murder someone in that house and the police comes to me, I need to be able to give them your identification, right? So that at least, you know, I've done my best as the owner of the place to make sure that I got the information I need from you. So at the time you're giving me your driver's license or your international passport data page, I'm also giving you terms and conditions to sign. It's just five or six of them. Number one, you don't use open flames in my house. Number two, don't steal stuff. Don't move the TV around. Don't move things in the house. Number three, these are the amount of people you can have in the house. You can't have a house party, etc., etc. Number four, dogs and pets are not allowed. If you think ahead of the issues before they happen, you can codify them in terms and conditions. And that's the point I'm making. So many Nigerians can go through life being reactionary. And that's why many of them have unnecessary lawsuits and family litigation that last generations because somebody somewhere that should have just sat two seconds and thought about worst case scenario and document what would happen in a worst case scenario and then avoided years of hassle and bad blood just didn't do it you know um as always though it's easier if you get a lawyer get your legal your law friends catch them when they're young when you just leave school and they've just started out they don't have a lot of work to do and they use that as practice you know get them to point out to you whenever you're trying to do something new you're trying to make a new investment trying to start a new business get them to tell you these are the areas i think you should watch out for and these are the kind of tiny tiny documents documentation you need you need to have Anyway, I just thought to share and I hope you find that useful. As always, follow me on the Ro at Roxy on Twitter at R-O-Q-Z-E-E. -E. I love these conversations that you guys always have. Drop your comments there for me. Uh, let me know what you think uh, and what other questions you might have and I can address them uh, in future podcasts. All right then. Cheers.